You're listening to episode 103 of the Mad Chatters podcast, September 14th, 2016. Most everyone's mad here. <laughs> Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of the Mad Chatters Podcast, your very important date with the happenings at Walt Disney World and around the Disney Universe. My name is Derek, and joining me on this week's show are Matt. Yo ho! And Jeremy. Shalom. Ah. We're going to kick off this episode with a round of It's the Small Things After All. It's the background music, the things unseen. It's the hidden gems and things in between. Though perhaps hard to spot, we sure love them a lot. It's the small things after all. Small Things After All is a segment where we take a little time to appreciate the small details that make Walt Disney World so magical. Some things that might be overlooked, underappreciated, uh, hard to spot, hard to find, but things that we have all noticed that just, you know, catch our attention and say, you know what, I see what you did there, Imagineers, and bravo. Mm. Well, who would like to begin tonight? I'm going to begin because mine is outside of the box. I'm shocked, Jeremy. I cannot be contained. Mm. But um, as we mentioned about doing this segment, this past weekend, uh, you know, for listeners who don't know, I don't live close to the magic anymore um, as far as Orlando goes. Proximity, actual physical location. But we know you take a little time to find the magic in every day. That I do. As much as one can do in Missouri. (laughs) <laughs> hey now. Uh, anyways, so my heart hurts for Walt Disney World, as I'm sure the thousands upon millions of listeners uh, who hear my voice right now can understand. Uh, so any my little small thing is, it is just the kinship of Walt Disney Parks fans. Because twice this past weekend, just in casual conversation, meeting people, one was in a social setting... Uh, with friends, the other was at my place of employment with a customer. Walt Disney World was brought up, and we just had a bond, and we gushed for a good five to ten minutes over the things that we love about Walt Disney World. And they may be new Match Hatter fans, so uh, shout out to them. I don't remember your names, uh, but if you're listening, and uh, yeah, and I just each, after each conversation, I just kind of realized, wow. It's 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 a brotherhood. It's a it's a sorority. It's a it's a fraternity. There's a there's something there that we have now bonded for life over the goodness that is Disney Parks Incorporated. Mm. Nice. <laughs> so official. <laughs> so anywho, yeah, that's my small thing. So if you see me in public, please keep 50 feet of distance. I know I'm a major celebrity. But also, uh, speak to me about Disney Parks, and we will have a moment together. We are an interesting lot, aren't we? Yes. I think so. The Disney fan community, the Disney oh, Parks the fan, fan oh. community. Oh. Not, not just us three. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're interesting, but I mean, as a whole, like, Disney Parks fans, you know, 
that you just get it or you don't, and it's just okay. Absolutely, and I can always tell too. Every now and then, because a couple of weeks ago, I met somebody that was a cast member, just moved back to St. Louis from Orlando, and I was like, "Oh, where did you work?" And he was like, "I worked in Downtown Disney. I hated it." And I was like, "Oh, so like that like cut off the conversation?" And I was like, "Here's a Disney person who doesn't get it." Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's nice when you find somebody who does get it. Yeah. I'll go next. Since uh, we didn't really plan this, but most of the segments we're doing today revolve around music, so I thought I would keep the keep, uh, keep the theme going with my pick for "It's the Small Things After All." And I think I've mentioned this in passing, but my choice is the background loop inside Trolley Car Cafe, which is the Starbucks in Hollywood Studios. It is terrific, like '40s. 30s, 40s style jazz music, and you get a lot of Disney songs. In fact, um, a few weeks ago, for that name, that tune game, we had When I See an Elephant Fly, and I remember stepping in there just a couple weeks ago inside Trolley Car Cafe, and the song they were playing was a very upbeat, jazzy, 40s style rendition of When I See an Elephant Fly, and I forget what they played after that, but it was just hit after hit. Well, I guess hit's not the right word. It was just like up-tempo, jazzy, peppy song after another. Yeah. And I wish you could hear... I wish they'd play that all down Sunset Boulevard and Hollywood Boulevard. Because there is music there, and it is that theme, but I feel like you don't notice it as much as you do inside that Starbucks. But next time you're in that Starbucks, just kind of take a moment to listen to it and see if you can pick out any of the songs, because they're good. And I don't think every song they play is a Disney tie-in, but I noticed that one when I walked in that day. Okay, because I always appreciate the background music on Hollywood Boulevard and Sunset Boulevard. Yeah, but I feel like... Do you hear it very well? Yeah, I hear it. I guess I just don't notice it. I used to. Maybe I've become immune. It's a background loop, Derek. I know. Like, you want to walk in like, Hollywood! (laughs) I know, but... For instance, like the hub in Magic Kingdom, like I hear that loud and clear and I'm always humming whatever song it's playing. Maybe I'm just listening for it. Maybe so. Mm. But in Trolley Car Cafe, I mean, you can't help but hear it because it's it's played very loud and I like that. Mine, uh, this is so us. Jeremy was outside the box. Derek was right inside the box. Uh, even with tonight's theme, and I'm just somewhere in between. Matt and, has burned the box down. Yeah, mine is uh, the little twinkling lights in the trees in the hub. And I've always loved these. Derek pointed them out when we went recently. I think you said you made mention of them. Yeah, I like those. Lights in the trees. They've been there for a long time. And, and I thought that, you know, with the new hub expansion and it's getting brighter and the new post lights, I thought, man, that's going to diminish the magic of those little twinkling popcorn lights in the trees. But it doesn't. They're still there and they're still just, you know, it. everything is so professional and clean and uh, how to say it, you know, obviously well planned on Main Street and in the hub. I mean, it's a theme park. It looks like a theme park. But those little lights in the tree just always make me think of just some little neighborhood park where people have just put up popcorn lights. And it's got that small town Main Street vibe uh, going on. So, you know, down there, and we're talking about just a few little trees around the hub where the partner statue is. There's some little small trees that have little popcorn uh, twinkling lights in them. And I think they're wonderful. They're really great. 
Uh, kind of on that topic, have you ever seen the Halloween tree at Disneyland? I know Jeremy and I have, but... No. In Frontierland, around Halloween time, there's this one tree called the Halloween tree. And I think they're actually lit up pumpkins, but that might be wrong. But they're definitely orange lights. And it's that kind of feel where they're just strung throughout it, and it just kind of brightens up the whole tree. If you, if I can find a picture, I'll send it to you. But it's really, really cool looking. And I don't know if it's, like, California-specific and if not, why they don't do it in Orlando. But it's just a neat, random little tree in Frontierland that's all orange and folly. Huh. It is. It's nice. It's borderline tacky. Ah, uh, I don't think so. It's borderline like what your grandma would do. For like, <laughs> we got a Chris. We got a Halloween tree. Yeah, so I you got to be careful. Uh, that's why it's not my favorite, but it I appreciate it. Oh my gosh, Martha, you won't believe what she did. She you know how you have Christmas trees? Well, she made a Halloween tree with orange lights in it. Yeah, that's it's it, it really no, is I, kind I, of that. I would probably enjoy it because the same reason I like this. It's just the right amount of disorganization that makes it feel authentic. <laughs> maybe that's it. When you say that, Jeremy, I could, well, especially when you say it with a Southern accent, but I can maybe kind of see what you're talking about. This looks like the prospector, you know, like came out and hey, let's put up some orange lights for Halloween. Yes, yeah. only in Frontierland does yeah, it plug work. Plug those up. It doesn't work anywhere. It doesn't work anywhere else. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you that. Before we move on, I do want to announce, well, we've already announced it on social media, but if you are not following us on any of those social media accounts, first of all, pause this and go follow us. And second of all, I want to announce that we are selling t-shirts once again. Mad Chatter's t-shirts, we are selling them in navy and like a cardinal red and a shirt or a color that is called banana cream, which I think is just delicious. Um, but, <laughs> but you can go on our Facebook page and find all the details there, but we're going to be taking orders through September 30th. Shipping is free. Shirts are $18 a piece or $16 if you buy two or more. And again, we want to emphasize these are the most comfortable shirts you'll ever wear. So comfortable, you, you'll feel like you're not even wearing a shirt. I can think of three people right now who have told me that's one of the most comfortable shirts they own. Um, so go find out all the details on our Facebook page and let us know if you would like one before that deadline. We'll jump on Twitter because it's time for another hashtag game. <laughs> That's great. Game thing. Um, isn't it Disney hashtags? It's time for another Disney hashtags. <laughs> so this is when, if you are old and you do not know, a hashtag looks like the number sign or the pound sign that's on your telephone that's attached to the cord in your house. And the children these days use these in order to conveniently search for things on the intro web. And so we'll make punny little one-liners at the end of an ambiguous status. There you go. Like... Hashtag blessed. Uh, so tonight we are going to do hashtag misheard Disney lyrics. So let the hashtag fun begin. I was thinking about these today 
and uh, misheard and or just misremembered. Right, you know, right. Just, like you're singing the song, you're like yada yada yada, something, 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 and that ain't you know that ain't right. Right. I know we talked about a few. Like between the three of us, that we always thought it said something else. I've included some of those. In okay, here. good, good, because I have as well. But some of them are ones that I was telling Jeremy, like I don't really know what the words are, so I just listened back to it, and I'm like, it kind of sounds like that. And so yeah. I just wrote. I, I also did. I researched a few that seemed to be pretty common. So I'm gonna... okay, I have one that I remember from a few years back. So why don't you go ahead and start with one of yours? One of mine. Uh-huh. Um, my first one is my wife's. Like classic Disney misheard, misremembered, misunderstood lyric from Part of Your World, uh, Little Mermaid. Um, in the, uh, should we say what it, it what it does say first? Well, or should we just assume that people know? Yeah. So in the in the in the song Part of Your World, uh, Jessica always thought it was naked women sick of swimming. <laughs> Ready to stand. That makes sense, right? Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. I'd be sick of swimming too. I just where are my clothes? Dang it. Yeah. Mine my first one doesn't really make sense, but it makes sense. So this is mine. Ready? Hashtag Bovish Blow Cause I can't ever miss I mishear all them in that song. But I get the blowfish blow. Uh, I was like, it does say blowfish blow. (laughs) Yes, I have one from that exact line um, because I always sing this. I know it's all right because the way he can play the leaves on the sleeves. (laughs) That's what I always (laughs) say. And I listened to it the other day and I'm like, I have no idea what he's saying. The leaves on the sleeves. That's what it sounds like. You have a history, though, of hearing lyrics that just don't make sense at all. (laughs) I know, but I still have to sing something. Well, that's <laughs> like when I'm singing in the car. I can't just be like na 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 na. So I say the leaves on the sleeves. I just I, that's my I mumble. I do that. that blowfish blow. The other one I I don't really sing this part out loud, but I swear they're saying it on Circle of Life. They say I always say it's kind of you have to like extend the word, but they say pinata penguin in Nevada. Yeah. Oh, I saw so many of these today. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy you a penguin on the bottom. I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It does sound like that. Or something but about your mama. I always hear pinata, pinata, penguin in Nevada. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes so much sense in Swahili. Like a Billy Joel song, it could work. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't start the fire. Yeah. I know I'm not the only one who thought this, but in Belle, at the beginning, the, that woman, she says, I need success. Yeah. I've al- I always thought that. I don't know when I finally realized she was saying six eggs. I have one from Belle, too, because I thought the baker's name, I thought the baker's name was Fred. And so I just thought it was, there goes the, what it was the thing? There goes the baker with his baker tray. Baker with his tray, like all, or what? Oh, yeah, no, you're right. Like yeah. always... The same and I, I thought it was the same old Fred with rolls <laughs> and rolls to sell. <laughs> with rolls to sell. <laughs> yeah, it's the same old Fred with his rolls to uh, sell. Same old Fred. He never changes. Yeah. Well, that makes sense because Fred is a very French name. <laughs> yes. Yeah. For sure. Freddy. Uh, I'll go ahead and throw in another one, and this is one I researched that makes sense. 
it it doesn't make sense, but it makes sense that this is what you would hear on the Mulan song. Um, instead of be a man, it was leave a man. So leave a man with all the force of a great Thai food. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that one. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. Because Thai food does leave you with a force. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Leave that man with the force of some great Thai food. I remember a couple years ago, there was like a... I don't know the word, but like it got pretty big on the internet where I guess there's some nation where Wayan is a popular name. Kind of like Damon, the Wayan brothers here, you know? And so when she says, let it go, she goes... Let it go, let it go. Turtle Wayan slammed the door. Like a turtle named Wayan. Yeah. And when you listen to it and you think that, it really does sound like she's saying, Turtle Wayan slammed the door. Turtle Wayan slammed the door. There's a part in Be Our Guest. I don't know what they're saying, but it's the part where the napkins are all bent over, like, and they're in a straight line, and then one at a time, they raise up their necks as if it's, like, it's parting the waters. Yeah. And this is what it sounds like to me. If you're here with your beans, yes, indeed, we ate the police. <laughs> I've, I've listened to it. I, haven't, I had to look up the lyrics to see what they're really saying, and now I don't remember. here with your beans. Yes, yes indeed. indeed, we ate the police. <laughs> Is English your second language? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, they sing it so dadgum high. It's like, if you're here with the beans. <laughs> I feel like we need to do like like bad subtitles, like Mad Tatters version. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Like, dub these over. With like the little ball bouncing on yeah. each word. We ate the um, Which leads me to my next one, which is one. Uh, this is my last researched one. So this is my last unoriginal one. Well, I, the first one was Jessica, and then this one was that, but... Um, this one made me laugh out loud, like literally for a few minutes on Pocahontas when the colonists are singing their song about the Indians. Instead of savages, savages, it was sandwiches, sandwiches. (laughs) (laughs) Barely even human sandwiches, sandwiches. Where's our sandwiches? (laughs) I saw a video today where the guys were, were doing the Mr. Lyrics and the first one they did was I'm very daddy on Thursday to yeah. you and you. I'm very daddy on Thursday to you. Oh, man. Any song that goes fast, there are these. Yeah, or or the, the dumb songs that use like words no one knows. Like, um, Nom de Plume, you know? Yeah. Like, well, God forbid Disney try to expand our horizons <laughs> oh, and our vocabularies. Are you, did you not bring up, do you have yours on the list, your classic misheard Disney list? No, I didn't write it down. What? Oh. <laughs> because it doesn't really sound like it. It's just always what I say. It does sound like it. Okay. When you think it. It's also from Be Our Guest. That's how I sing the song now. Is I know. <laughs> what, what's the part What's the part it's supposed to I be? I don't what? know. Hold on. Enough, I'm done. Oh, that's right. But it's something that rhymes with... And you said, and up my snout. And up my snout, yeah. Hold on, let me look it up. (laughs) Right up my snout. While you're (laughs) thinking of yours, I'm going to do one from uh, Frozen. And this is just a misremembered one. Because I, I, you know, it doesn't really sound like this. But when I I sing it back to myself, this is what comes naturally. 
from Derek's favorite, reindeer are better than people. Um, people will cheat you and beat you and eat you. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out for people. Peoples is peoples. Yeah, they beat you and then they eat you naturally. It's like Frozen if it was a zombie movie. Until you shout, that's it. Until you shout, and up my snout. Yeah, <laughs> naturally. Uh, uh, put it in my nose. Um. So one that I, as a child, was confused by for a brief time is in the song Kiss the Girl. I think it's Sebastian. I grew up in the Midwest. We don't have a lot of foreign accents here. At least we didn't. And so the Caribbean uh, Calypso sort of uh, Jamaican uh, threw me off. I, I, I heard you want to kiss the squirrel for a while. <laughs> and that's not right. No, no. It's not the movie. It's no. not. There's not even a squirrel in that movie. <laughs> They were the squirrel was cut in the pre-edits. And you don't know why, but you're dying to try go on and kiss the squirrel. Mm. Sing it with me. Now. And you must have not understood the storyline. <laughs> <laughs> I used to eat paint chips as a kid. <laughs> you can't put two and two together. Uh, a next one on my list is one that I used to sing. Like I thought these were the words. And I could tell you the reasoning as like an eight-year-old, as a ten-year-old, like the reasoning behind it. Uh, turns out it's a fairly common one that people like. It's this is something from uh, the Scar song. Be prepared. A shining new mirror is tiptoeing nearer. And so the phrase is of shining new era. Oh is yeah, yeah. Tiptoeing nearer. As you said the wrong phrase, I was like, no, that sounds right. A shining new mirror. I always thought, like, he's obsessed with himself, like, he's looking at his reflection in the future, you know, I was, like, trying to reason it out, like, what does that even mean, but... Or this is that that fan theory that all the Disney movies are connected, so maybe the mirror from Beauty and the Beast (sighs) shows up in The Lion King, and it tiptoes at Scar. But it's not the words. Oh. And they ask themselves, (laughs) when will my reflection show... Who I am inside. And in the movie Mulan, there's a cricket, which is a small animal like a squirrel <laughs> that wants to be kissed in Little Mermaid. Perfect. And a frog. <laughs> Where's our BuzzFeed article? I've got two from Aladdin. Alibaba had them 40 thieves. Cher's body had a thousand tails. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great song because it's so fast. Oh, and yeah. Robin Williams is doing all those voices. And yeah, I have one from that too that's not exactly funny. It was just one that I always thought was kind of stupid. Um, Prince Ali, Ali is he. It's <laughs> like, well, that's, that's redundant. Let's just reinforce it. <laughs> yeah. Don't forget. Let me, ref- let me Yoda style, Yoda translation. That's, that's the brilliance of Howard Ashman, though. The way those lyrics can just be crammed in. Oh, so man. I was reading them today. But so, so random, easy to misinterpret at the same time. Yeah. Um, mine come. My last one. I have just one more. You all can share that yours. Uh, but it comes oh, from. <laughs> just because I'm done, don't let them stop you all. Yes, yes, yes. Um, comes from uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, and I always hear like "Yo ho, yo ho, the pirates eye for me." We pillage and plunder and da 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 da. And but in that da 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 da, and I know this is not the words, but at one point I hear, "We don't give a fork." Drink up, me hearty show ho. <laughs> Th- that's right. 
That is what they say. <laughs> yeah. Don't you have four? On from one jump ahead. Oh, is that Aladdin's shaken bottom? He's become a woman rousing crime. It really sounds like that. That's a whole different take on Aladdin. Yeah. Well, but you, but the the women do have like that lusty look in their eyes. Yeah, they and you're do like, that oh, one. Ah, he's delicious. What is the one? Yeah. The one big one. Still, I think he's rather tasty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. She's like a New Yorker in Agrabah. Totally. Rather tasty. <laughs> With my six. Uh, waiting just around the rubber band. I was going to put that one in, but I thought, no, that's stupid. I don't think anyone really thinks that. No. I was just going through these songs, yeah. Uh, sandwiches, sandwiches. Jeremy, as I was brainstorming, I remembered one that we talked about in college one time in our dorm room. It was It's a Small World. Do you remember what I'm going to say? No. Okay. Because I remember looking at you, and I'm like, what did they just say? Because it sounds like this. And I hate this word with a passion, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. Oh, I do know, yeah. <laughs> it's a world of laughter, a world of tears. It's a world of hopes and a world of piss. <laughs> go back and listen to it and tell me they do not. I mean, I know they don't, but it sounds yeah. like they say that. Maybe if you live in India. I, <laughs> <laughs> I think Indian's River. That's terrible. Uh, okay. Forget about your worries and your stripes. Um, th- this one is also a famous one, but listen, when I was like four or five, Jungle Book was released on VHS. I was also obsessed with the new adventures of Winnie the Pooh. And one of the episodes of the new adventures of Winnie the Pooh is when Tigger loses his stripes. And he's trying to cope with being Tigger without stripes, and it's sad. And so I'm coupling that as a four-year-old with the Jungle Book. And the, the, the bear's saying, hey, forget about your worries and your stripes. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, so Tigger just... Forget about your worries and your stripes. <laughs> Don't worry about it. You know, Hakuna Matata. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway. The next uh, next three, they're, they're, two of them are from the same attraction, but are um, just Jessica-isms. Jessica has a way of hearing her own lyrics to some of the songs. So in the Tiki Room, uh, and this, this, this really is misremembered as well, because it's times later when she's singing the song, or I have it on in the van, or she's singing it with Anna or something, and um, she just makes up something. I'm like, what? Wh- where did you get that from? So this was the Tiki 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 Room. Tiki 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 Room. So all the birds have feathers and the flowers bloom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're just like biological facts. <laughs> yeah. These are statements. Um, the other one's from the Three Caballeros or the Grand Fiesta Tour, which I've mentioned on this this podcast before, but they're always funny. When she started singing it one day, instead of three caballeros, three ca- she was on. Um, she was singing dos cabaneros, d dos cabaneros, and then when it comes to the part about the guitars, you know, guitars here beside us to play as we go, she's singing. They stay here beside us to stay as we go. <laughs> Wait, it's guitars. Guitars here beside us. I thought it was. <laughs> There we, we go. I right now. <laughs> I thought it was "It's ours here beside us," which doesn't really make sense. I'm re- now realizing. <laughs> yes, it's ours here beside. They say oh. guitars. That's crazy. Guitars to play guitar. as we go. To play as we go, and then it goes. Through. I thought it was like, "It's it's all ours to play." It's ours here beside. That makes so much sense. And then you get to the say "Sambasana." You say "Ay, caramba." <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is one of mine from Splash Mountain. And this might be one I just say and we move on. 
Splash Mountain, how do you do? How do you do? I say, I'm an Anonini. And then it comes to the end a bit. And I always was like, what are they saying? At the end of the phrase, pretty good, show us your bone. <laughs> your chicken bone. Exactly, exactly. Uh, you got to show your bone to, to go further in the ride. Um, one I saw online today that when I saw it, I'm like, yeah, what do they say in that song? It's from Gaston, where he says, Gaston is the best and the rest all have Tourette's. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to look it up and it's, the rest is all drips. What does that mean? This, that's called like, Broadway style lyric writing. <laughs> you, I've heard people use that. Like he's a drip. He's a flake. I guess. But the rest all have Tourette's. That was great. Yeah. Um, the last two I have are... Um, oh, no, I guess it's just... No, 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 two. So, I don't know what she says. So, I listened to it a lot of times. And I just wrote down what I thought Ursula says in Poor Unfortunate Souls. And it sounds like, They came flocking to my cauldron, bringing spills and some Febreze. And I helped them. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Oh. Bringing spills and some Febreze. At least they brought some Febreze yeah, to try exactly. to cover up the smell. And the final one I have is, Life is like a Burger King here in yeah. Duckburg. I I almost put one from um, DuckTales, but I couldn't remember what it was. I mean, as a child, I remember singing it and being like, no, that can't be right. But I forget. Yeah, I'm sure there are a billion of these because children don't know. Music is a topic that seems to pop up a lot on our show. We've discussed our favorite background loops. We listed our top five musical moments. We've played Name That Tune to various degrees of success. Uh, the fact is you can't talk compre- comprehensively about the Disney parks or really the world of Disney in general without discussing music. In a way, it's as much a part of the park as the attractions or the food or the facades and buildings. It creates a sort of ambiance, a mood, if you will. Uh, the music at Disney World in particular helps set it apart from most other theme parks. And sadly, most guests probably don't even notice it. So on this week's show, we want to dive headfirst into the music of Magic Kingdom specifically and talk about just kind of what makes it so special and why we like it so much and what guests need to know about it before they go or maybe while they're there. It's like what the the Saint Madonna says. Music brings the people together. Mm. Oh, that Madonna. So let's start by just discussing the background loops that you'll find at Disney World. Okay, I've always, you may not know the answer to this question, so I'm sorry for springing it on you like this, but where did these come from? Like, did a team sit down in 1955 and make medleys of all these songs, and did a band perform them for the first time? Like, how did all this happen, do you think? I think so. <laughs> I, think, I think that's exactly what happened. I, I don't know. I mean, with... I don't want to jump to Main Street before we hit the entrance loop because that's a good one. But Main Street being an example, I think that certainly was like a a studio ensemble got together and put together a medley of all these kind of turn of the century Broadway musical songs. 
And someone had to compose them so that they all fit the same kind of theme, like this yeah. musical feel. Yeah, that was. I mean, it was, it's not like they just went on like the 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 Google Music of the 1950s and were like, night uh, 20th century uh, whatever, early 20th century music. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was just curious because I've always thought that as I go through the parks, because you know, Six Flags or whatever, will will just blast Taylor Swift. Like, they don't care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. It's when you're seriously like at Bush Gardens over at, um, you know, in the Africa section. I think we were about to get on to Montu, their uh, inverted big roller coaster, Egyptian themed, you know, very, uh, very detailed theming for that kind of a theme park. But the background music was like it was country music. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is that just it goes to show what a difference it makes. But. All of that to say that this is probably one of those apocryphal Disney legends that Disney Walt wanted to include music that fit in the lands because he was always thinking uh, when he thought about amusement parks and these family fun parks, he thought about carousels and how that organ music that comes from this carousel just kind of fills the area and gives joy and makes the motion and all the kinetic energy kind of tie together with what you're hearing. Too, which is one of the reasons why all the carousels, at least in the traditional parks, play traditional carousel-type music. It's kind of a homage to that idea. Yeah. So let's start with the the uh, entrance, kind of near the train station, like you said, because yeah. this and Magic or this and Main Street together, I think, really set the tone for the whole day you're about to experience. Yes, I couldn't say that better myself. Yeah. Well, thank you. And I usually do, but I'm just thinking. Oh, <laughs> snap. At least when you listen to it at home, like in order... And the little uh, When You Wish Upon a Star plays, you know, and it's kind of the bright, the bright, peppy version. And it goes right into the Mickey Mouse Club March and Hi Diddly Dee and Hi Ho. That's just like, yeah, wonderful day is about to begin at the Magic Kingdom. It's jaunty. Yeah. That's the word I would use to describe it. Jaunty and upbeat. Yeah, and the entrance medley for the Magic Kingdom is just like, it's just all the nose medley of Disney music. Yeah, but in renditions I've never... You don't hear anywhere else. Well, yeah, it's instrumental. Yeah, yeah, and it's and it's and yet it fits together in the in the same sound. But it also includes some attraction songs. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like Yoho, Yoho, Grim Grinning Ghosts, Small World, they're all in there. Yeah, yeah. So it's unique to the Disney parks. But then you also got like you've got a friend and me and um, several Alice in Wonderland songs. Yeah, the theme from Up. I think the Tiki Room. Yeah, well, that's Main Street. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the Tiki Room version on the entrance loop is great. It is really good. That little Calypso feel to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the entrance loop is just wonderful. And you hear it, like, when you get off the monorail, you're coming down, you get off the ferry boat, you're coming up, you get off the bus, you know, you're coming at it. They're, they're pumping it so you hear it. So you're waiting in the security bag check, and you might be miserable at that moment, but you hear the music, and it kind of adds a little bit of the Disney magic to having to stand around and wait on your bag to be inspected. It's kind of nice because... Like, for me, that first time, I kind of remember, like, it was a reminder of where I was. Like, yeah, I feel like it's not really real. Like, even on 
return trips. Like it's not real to me until I step foot there and I'm hearing that music and all of a sudden that's when like the warm feelings come through your body and like the goosebumps and you're like, oh, I'm here, it's Disney World. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, but then you go under the bridge, under the train, and you are on Main Street, USA, where there's a sudden shift to, like you said, the early 20th century, kind of like ragtime feel. Yep. And that, Jeremy, is where the Up theme is played now. They they redid it, I, I want to say 2012. Yes. They redid the background loop in Main Street, USA. classic Main Street, Street Loop is still there, and it's great. And it's a hodge. It's, it's kind of odd to think about, but it's it's just really a medley of um, Broadway-esque type medleys from, from Broadway musicals that were set in the early 20th century. So Such like, as meet, meet Me in St. Louis. Yeah. And- Hello, Dolly, and... Yeah. Summer Magic. Music Man. Ah. Yeah. Summer Magic was, that was a Disney film. Yeah, that it was, was a Disney film, but it's a musical. 60s. Yeah. 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 But the Up thing does fit. When they included that, I was like, oh, that's good. Because when I heard the theme, the stuff from Up in the, in the theaters, like, this would go great on Main Street. You did not. I did. I thought, this is great. It's got that little early 20th century, turn of the century feel to it. When I saw Frozen, I thought, this would be awesome in the Norway Pavilion. So you're to blame. <laughs> yeah. I'm to thank. You're to blame. Yeah, Hello Dolly is on Netflix right now, and it is, it, it's good. I enjoy it very much. It's not the best musical I've ever seen, but every single time one of the songs starts playing that is on Main Street, it just made me so happy. Put on your Sunday clothes. Yeah. And, yeah, and I never realized, because it's funny you said that, I just watched Hello Dolly for the first time on Netflix like two weeks ago, and the one kid in there... Uh, is the original Phantom. He he played Phantom. Uh, Michael, uh, the one who sings, put on your Sunday clothes, there's lots of world. Michael. Um, I had no idea. Who yeah. play? No. That's it. Uh, Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep yelling names. Keep yelling them. Keep coming. Come. Jordan. Crawford, who was the original Phantom on Broadway. Oh, okay. Yeah. And he's in that movie. Did not know that. There are three songs from Hello, Dolly! that play on Main Street. There's that one. There's also Before the Parade Passes By. And then Elegance is the other one. I have two favorites. One is Meet Me in St. Louis. I love that song, and I love the rendition there. And the other is in the Music Man medley. Um, or maybe it's just maybe it's just the one song from Music Man. Light a Rose. Mm-hmm. I rose, da, 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 da. I, I've never seen the music, man. I didn't realize that's what it's from. Oh, yeah. yeah it's a little barbershop yeah. quartet sings it. And, of course, it just plays, like, some American classics, too, like the Maple Leaf Rag, things yep. like that. Or is that Canadian? Well. <laughs> it sounds like it should be Canadian. No, that's straight-up American. And we can't forget the the classic standard ragtime pianist at Casey's Corner. Oh, Yeah. That's been there. I mean, I think at both parks. I think he's been there since park opening. He's so good too. Yeah, I'm mean, not the same guy, but the pianist itself, the the position has been there, even if the guy has changed. But that guy has been there a long time. Well, I mean, yeah, I got some. Uh, I sit around, and listen to him a 
for a little bit a couple weeks ago, and I mean, he was getting up there, so I wouldn't be surprised if he'd been there a few years. I also want to make mention of the welcome song that is sung uh, by the trolley gang that comes out. Yeah. I This song to me is... is um, See, I wish the welcome medley would die. Oh, no, no, I no, do no, not no. appreciate the welcome medley. You're a fool. Are we talking the... Welcome, welcome, welcome. welcome. Yes. Well, I'm like, no. Okay. See, that's on par with Vamos, Vamos to me. I'm like, no, shut up. No. Leave the regular music playing. No. I don't want to hear this right now. No. The true confessions, my friends, Lindsay and Katie, we used to go to Walt Disney World a lot when I lived in North Florida. We all had annual passes. It would literally be like twice a month, three times a month. We just go on a Saturday or a Thursday or whatever, just get in the car, go. It was amazing. I miss those days. Because we, we had a tradition of when we would cross the gates, we would listen to When You Wish Upon the Star. But I got them. I was like, guys, I got a new song for us. And now, to this day, they will text me and say, we're entering the gates and we're listening to. And it's one of those things that just when you get close enough that you can, you're, you're about to see the Walt Disney World arch oh. that you drive under, you start the don 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 See, I think it's like, you got the wonderful Main Street loop playing. You're in the moment. You're in Main Street USA. The vehicles are going. You hear the music and the commotion. And then that crap happens. And it's just like somebody shoots an arrow right through the believability. No, it's not crap at all. It sounds good. And then it goes into, um, I'm walking right down the middle of Main Street USA. I think it's smarmy, tacky, poo-poo. No, because it's exactly like those early 20th century towns where the trolley would come through and everybody would just sing the song that they just happened to know. Or all the, yeah. <laughs> welcome, right. welcome. They still do that in my hometown. The choreography, choreography is completely unplanned. <laughs> it's like the Muppet movie, like, or the, the Muppet. Yeah. When they, the whole town starts dancing. Yeah. And... That doesn't happen in your hometown? As soon as it's over, they're all like, <sighs> <laughs> was it Enchanted? Enchanted when Patrick Dempsey's character's like, how did you get these people to do this? Like, how, how's this happening? <laughs> oh, he knows the song too. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, as we typically do on this show, let's move from Main Street and go left. Yes. To Adventureland. kiosks like you'll see at like target and they have like cds there for different like moods and they have like a meditation cd well some years ago even before i was a disney fan i needed some some relaxation music so i bought a jamaican steel drums cd from that little kiosk there and i promise you anytime i need a disney moment i just play that soundtrack and you, was it similar to the one in captain matt's it very much so very yeah. much so yes and it's just something about a steel drum yeah and there's no lyrics no, and i'm in Adventureland. i Absolutely. mean i am there do you want to explain what captain matt's is uh, captain oh yes matt's. <laughs> for our listeners they need to know captain matt's is my little virgin daiquiri bar in our little bible college dorm <laughs> It, it only lasted for about two weeks. When I tried to bring it back, it got shut down. But 
It did pretty well for two weeks. There you go. And we had Jimmy Buffett and some instrumental steel drum music from Target. Nice. That's classy. It all started with a slushy maker. <laughs> I hope uh, not, it was my parents' blender, like circa 1975. Like, not I hope we, we never lose sight of one thing, that it was all yeah. started with a slushy maker in a dream. The Adventureland loop is terrific, and it's just perfect because you hear it start as you're on the bridge, which I love that bridge, and it's got a very like adventure jungle feel already. And then you hear the drums, and you're like, yes, mm-hmm. I'm about to have an adventure. Now, steel drums are a large part of it, but a larger part of the actual Adventureland loop is the marimba. Mm-hmm. So if you ever want to hear that, you know, search Pandora or Google Music or Spotify or whatever for some marimba music. And that's, I mean, that's just straight up Adventureland. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, when you and I were walking by, you know where sometimes like the Jungle Book characters meet or Tarzan meets in that little, almost was like a patio to the right. And yeah. we were walking by there a couple weeks ago and we both noticed that we were listening to a loop that we'd never heard before. Yeah, I don't remember. It was, it was jungle drums, drumming. It was more drumming, less melodic. Yeah. I don't really remember it. I just remember that it was new to me. Yeah. Now, about your question earlier, Adventureland might be one of the only ones where I think they do use, like, other people's recorded music. Now, there's obviously a couple differences, but, like, when I put the loops or the and when I got the music downloaded on Google Music and other things, and it, it actually, like, found the information from the track. Yeah. There's this marimba ensemble that they used a lot of their songs, like, traditional... Central American Caribbean folk songs. One's called I Already Have a Husband, which is always a, always a good title to, to guess what kind of conversation was going on in that in that setting. But I Already Have a Husband and something like that. But it's it's like an actual ensemble that did the music and they, they're using it in Adventureland. Cool. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. Because it's a lot of work to do original songs all throughout. It's just such happy music. Like, yeah, this is great. This is the way the jungle really is. Happy and melodic and bright. And let us not forget the wonderful background music in the queue of Jungle Cruise. Oh, I was going to make mention of this. It's, it's just kind of like the... Now look, I've said this before. Coming from Crystal Palace into Adventureland and then you got the Jungle Cruise, there's that meshing of the, the worlds that I think goes back to your kind of 1910s, 1920s. Uh, exploration, British British and American exploration in Africa. You know, think Joseph Conrad, Heart of Darkness, you know, that kind of era, Steamboats and the African Queen. Uh, that that era is where this is all set in my mind. So you go on Jungle Cruise, yeah, and in the waiting line, it's like this old tacky 1930s, 1940s radio station with the, the DJ saying goofy things and just like big band swing music playing. And it doesn't quite go, but it does at the same time. I think they should play it in the lobby or the waiting room of Skipper Canteen. Mm. Cuz it's such a it's such a good peppy little background loop and What kind uh, of music do they play at Skipper Canteen? Well, I don't know if there's any to be honest. I I didn't pay attention the couple times I went. Huh. But it just feels like such a waste to only have it at that one attraction cuz it's so good. Yeah, and it's yeah, it it blends well. Yeah. Um well should we talk about I know we're going to talk about some of the original songs. Should we talk about them as we go to those lands or lump them all together at the end? We could talk about them in the lands. Okay. Because if we go over to 
Well, where were you going to go? I was going to go to Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room. Yes. And this is this is also, Adventureland is so diverse in terms of the music. There's not just one loop. You got the Adventureland loop. You got the Jungle Cruise music. But there's also this Polynesian vibe going on at Enchanted Tiki Room. It's got its own exit loop and all this stuff. Uh, which turns out if you go Google or iTunes or whatever, go search um, Hawaiian Steel Guitar, there's a collection of like 16 songs. I swear it's the exact CD tracks they use at the exit of the Tiki Room, but it's still wonderful. And I think some of those are all, also show up in the Polynesian Village Resort. Yep. If you're to believe YouTube. But you were talking about the original songs that are part of the show. Right. I was talking about uh, this will not be the first this will not be the last time we mention their names. Uh, but the Sherman brothers, Robert and Richard Sherman, who wrote many things for Walt Disney throughout the years. And which one's still living? Robert. No, 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 no. Richard's still living. Richard. Richard's still living. Yeah. Robert and R- Robert Richard. Yes. Um, this is the first of many songs we'll talk about that they wrote, the Tiki 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 Room. Yeah. In the tiki 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 room, in the tiki 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 room, all the birds sing, word and the flowers croon. In the tiki 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 room, welcome to our tropical hideaway. You the lyrics are not, you know, the most deep things in the world, but they are. The thing about the Sherman Brothers is they wrote the catchiest tunes yes. that just get stuck in your head, and I think they'll be even clearer with the other ones we're going to talk about. Um, I love the line, if we weren't in the show starting right away, we'd be in the audience, too. Yeah, It's just those catchy little lines. You would think, you know, you listen to their songs and you read the lyrics, and you're like, this is silly. You know, anybody could write this stuff. But <laughs> if you watch them, like, you know, talk about how they wrote some of the songs, maybe for Mary Poppins or, or Winnie the Pooh or any of the number of things they wrote for, you know, the... The, the, the people they just sat down and like we so we got in our heads that this is the theme this is the feel and I just started playing this and then it just kind of came out in the tiki 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 like oh yeah why why couldn't I do that yeah <laughs> this show to me like there's just some things you know we live in a time in America where there's a there's a a fraction of our country that believes that they want to take us back to like the 1950s because it was a simpler better time and that's simply not true i mean you know every generation has its positives and every generation has its negatives but to me when i hear the enchanted tiki room the whole show in general that is 1950s innocence and charm at its finest i mean there is not a hint of sarcasm there's not a hint of uh hate or bitterness or there's nothing ugly or fornication there's no hidden agenda in that show there's no propaganda there's no message it is just pure simple entertainment and uh, that's what I love about it. It's just, it's innocent. And, uh, and I hope it never changes. Now, the other songs, correct me if I'm wrong, are not original to the Tiki Room. No, they're not. Okay. Um, they, in fact, the one song I like, um, Let's All Sing as the Birdies Sing. Yeah. That, that was actually like a popular song. I want to say like in the 40s. Okay. Okay. And the Hawaiian War Chant, I think, is from the 1800s. Oh, that's one of my favorites. It's just a Hawaiian, like, folk song, yeah. Today I found a video. I don't know which show 
because the Muppets have had a lot of shows over the years, but it's the Muppets singing the Hawaiian war chant. And it's like the crazy pigs, the two pigs, you know, and then like Miss Piggy's just perched up on the beach and they're all just singing Hawaiian war chant and it's pretty funny. It's great because it's such a happy war chant. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. So that is the Tiki Room. But of course, there's another original song in Adventureland. And I'm going to send this one over to Matt. And we all know why. Yeah, it's from my favorite attraction, Pirates of the Caribbean. And it is Ex Tentio's Yo-Ho, Yo-Ho, A Pirate's Life for Me. I and thought, oh, I was I was sitting here racking my brain for what original song was on the carpets. I just... Yo-Ho, <laughs> Yo-Ho, A Pirate's Life for Me. We pillage, we plunder, we rifle, and we break up behind it, Yo-Ho. We kidnap and drive it, and don't give up, and break up but yeah, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean is is one of those attractions, like one we'll talk about later, that has one theme song, but it has multiple innumerable variations that play throughout the attraction. It used to have more in the. Um, now in the in the waiting area, once you enter into the castle queue, the indoor queue, you get the classic 1960s jungle drum, low clarinet version. That's just uh, you know all the trumpets and stuff. That's very 1960s uh, Jungle Book esque. You know the sound is Jungle Book. And then uh, used to in the caverns, as soon as you entered into the the front part of the caverns, you had just the regular chorus, just yo ho yo ho, a pirate's life for me. And then as you entered into the part where the skulls, uh, the skeletons, and the shipwreck and all that stuff were, it was a kind of an um, instrumental version that changed to a darker instrumental version when they changed the ride back in 2006 to incorporate Jack Sparrow and Davy Jones and all that stuff. And then, of course, you get the reprise with the big finish at the end uh, at the Burning City where they're all singing the, the chorus together. And then there's a little exit music, which is like an accordion. used to be an accordion just kind of playing it. The ride got a huge overhaul in 2006. They added Jack Sparrow, the Davy Jones, Mist Thing, um, and Captain Barbosa on the ship. And when they did this, uh, a lot of people didn't like the changes. I, maybe I just liked the movie so much. I, I enjoyed the changes out in the courtyard before you even enter Pirates. Now they play some of the epic parts of the film score, which I think go really well with the area. Some of the classic music is still there. Now in the skeleton area, they play the mermaid song, which I really don't care for. Oh, I hate that. I'd rather just kind of be the the darker yo-ho that that they did back in 2006-ish. And then um, the exit exit spiel is is no longer the music. It's Blackbeard or Davy Jones saying random things to you. But Exitensio, whose name's going to come up a lot, uh, at least one other time in this thing, it's one of those unsung heroes of Disney music. You hear a lot about the Sherman Brothers. You hear a lot about Buddy Baker, who composed some of the music with Exitensio. But, I mean, Yo-Ho, arguably, is one of the most memorable songs from a Disney attraction. And uh, I think it's just because his name's so hard to say. Yeah. <laughs> I would, it's, I've never heard of an Xavier going by X. I think that's funny. Yeah. 
It's very 1950s. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. Ex, exitensio. But as we talk about the Sherman Brothers a lot, and as we talk about exitensio a lot, I do notice a huge difference. I, I feel like the Sherman Brothers, they really excelled at those catchy tunes that you can't get out of your head. And the lyrics are kind of on the nose, maybe. Yeah. Um, and, and not in a bad way at all, but they're just like, yeah, this is the tiki 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 room. <laughs> Whereas <laughs> Exitensio, I mean, his his melodies are great, which I guess he didn't compose it. Exitensio wrote the lyrics. And I think George Bruns composed this one. Um, but his lyrics are just so wordy and yeah. um, dense. Like, Dense, yeah. They, they really are. Same with Grim Grinning Ghosts, Grim Grinning Ghosts, which we'll talk about later. But um, we pillage and plunder, we rifle and loot, drink up me hard as you go ho, we kidnap and ravage and don't give a hoot. Like That's it's just so like good. every single beat has a lyric on it. You know, it's just yeah. so smart. And I I did read that this was taken from Dead Man's Chest, which is part of uh, Robert Louis Stevenson's. I want to say Treasure Island, maybe. Anyway. But um, the poem is 15 men on the dead man's chest, yo-ho-ho, and a bottle of rum. And I guess that was the sort of inspiration. Yeah. I remember that from Muppet Treasure Island. (laughs) I do want to point out that there's a lyric in this that so does not rhyme at all. But the lyrics are so good that you don't even think about it. Where he says, we're rascals and scoundrels, we're villains and knaves, K-N-A-V-E-S. We're devils and black sheep. We're really bad eggs. Like, that's... Bad eggs. (laughs) You gotta say it like a southern person. We're really bad eggs. Yeah. But it doesn't even matter because it's such a smart lyric. Yeah. But it doesn't even matter that it doesn't rhyme. Oh, the last last line of the whole thing is what captures it. Um, I but we're loved by our mommies and dads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that great? (laughs) We're beggars and blighters and 'er ne'er-do-well cads. That's great. But we're loved by our mommies and dads. That is good. And why not? Why not? <laughs> Drink up me arties, yo-ho. So I guess next, just past Pirates, you enter Frontierland. What words would you use to describe the Frontierland loop? Hokey. <laughs> okay. In a good way. Yeah. yeah. Because I feel like Adventureland has that kind of fast beat, boom, 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 boom. And then you turn that corner and it's down, 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 down. And it just kind of slows down a little bit. Yeah, so it's just to slow down and enjoy. It's funny that you talked about that steel drum CD because... Back in the day, kids, before the YouTube and the Google Music and the iTunes and, and you could actually search, you know, before there was such a thing as someone who would sit in front of a speaker at Disney World with a microphone and record the background loop and then post it on YouTube, you couldn't just go find the background loops. You know, you couldn't have them on your iPhone or whatever to listen to. So you had to deal with what you could find. And one of those it, things I found was a CD at the Cracker Barrel called Red River Valley and it was just instrumentals of like middle 18th century southern western pioneer like Red River Valley Old Susanna Shenandoah things like that on the harmonica piano steel guitar and I bought it because it's like this is Frontierland and and that's the feel you get here that kind of frontier wagon trail 
sad harmonicas, dobros, steel guitars, uh, playing familiar folk songs and, and the like. It's funny because sometimes on this show, for the background, I play the Disneyland Frontierland loop, which mm-hmm. is very upbeat. Like, it's kind of like relentlessly fast, like dun 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 the whole time. So it, but I do know what you mean. The Walt Disney World is much more of a, like, let's slow things down. You're going back. Wait a second. You Walt. play Disneyland music on this podcast? <sighs> I know. My whole life is a lie. Uh, yeah. But it is, I think the point of slowing it down is like, you're going back to a time when everything was much more slow paced and you didn't have to rush and... Well, I mean, you couldn't, even if you wanted to. Everything was just at a much slower pace. <laughs> the, the background loop for uh, Big Thunder Mountain, you know, it plays some of the more upbeat, like Wabash Cannonball, and um, that's the only one that comes to mind right now. Uh, I have no idea what that is, but I'll take your word for it. Da, 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 a Big Rock Candy Mountain, you know, a little oh, fast. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 it plays the more fast-paced ones there. Yeah. I mean, it, it does its job. Which is to make you feel like you're in the Wild West, in the frontier. Just moseying down the street there in the middle of freaking frack, South Dakota or something. I don't <laughs> exactly. Know, Utah. This may not be one I pull up on YouTube a whole lot to listen to, but when you're in the parks, it does its job. I listen to it some. Yeah. Uh, Splash Mountain, it should be noted, has a different vibe to it at Walt Disney World than it does at Disneyland. Because at Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom, it's in Frontierland, and at Disneyland, it is in Critter Country. And at least when I listen to the two different like cue musics, uh, cue musics, the the cue loops from Disneyland and Walt Disney World, the Disney World one certainly had it keeps that bluegrass Western theme throughout the the attraction and in the queue whereas at disneyland it's a little more cartoony it's got the the kind of muted trumpet sound to it and uh clarinets and things. it's a little more bright and cartoony and less on the western countryside that's just an interesting interesting thing to me i feel like we should mention that splash mountain has lots of songs in it and uh i guess it might seem to some like they're original but um they're not. <laughs> they're, from, <laughs> they're from the, I guess, 1940s? 1946? Yeah. Film, Song of the South, which yep. is no longer sold in the U.S. But, um, anyway, so things like How Do You Do, Everybody's Got a Laughing Place, zippity doo you just can't help but everyone in your log, if they know these songs, are singing along and clapping. And, and what's yep. the one in the Disneyland version? <laughs> Something's Burroughs Lament or something like that. <laughs> I like it. I don't know why you hate it so much. I don't hate it. It's just like it's such a you're just you know you're having a good time, and all of a sudden that falsetto is like sooner or later is in the Disneyland version too, isn't it? Oh, I don't know. How's the little it rabbit. I feel like the little rabbit sings it in the Disneyland version. Sooner or later, Brer Rabbit is gonna come home. Oh, I think you're right. I know that's in the Critter Country Loop. It's one of the songs that. Oh, Mammy or What's-Her-Face sings on the, the movie, too. Uh, that's her name, I swear. That's what... 
It's the same way that it plays Mammy and Gone with the Wind. <laughs> we it's didn't say a... anything. Why are you so defensive? Jeremy made a face at me like, you can't say that. I uh, Well, if that's really her name, I thought you were just being insensitive. No, I was like, her, it's the same woman that plays Mammy on Gone you with know, the Wind. You know, oh, Aunt Jemima there in the movie. She, uh... <laughs> <laughs> she sings it to Uncle Remus she, about him being a wonder, you know. And you get this kind of backstory like they used to have a thing yes. and he left and – the actress's name in real life, Hattie McDaniel, first African-American woman to ever – did she win or was she just nominated? I think she won. She won an Oscar. Maybe not for that movie. For a different No, movie. she won it for Gone with the Wind. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Well, she gives him a piece of pie. You know, He's sitting there in the kitchen and it's, it's, it's a sweet little scene that we don't get the chance to see. People don't generally in which you know Uncle Remus, who has been the storyteller and the caretaker this whole time, is being taken care of by this woman. And she's singing to him. It's sweet. But in the ride, they switch the lyrics around, and it's one of those rabbits that are singing about Br'er Rabbit coming home soon or something like mm. that. Gotcha. Gotcha. One thing that I enjoy about Frontierland music as well is during the Halloween party. I know during the Halloween party, maybe during the Christmas party as well, they play some of the tracks from uh, Home on the Range, which we've mentioned before. Yeah. And there's something about getting in the queue for Big Thunder Mountain and hearing Little Patch of Heaven. Man, but uh, they could do that all the time, and I would love it. They should, but it just They also makes play Woody's Roundup. I remember that. Dun, yes. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Why don't they just do that year-round? It's not like it's a Halloween movie. Uh, that's weird. You know, one more little interesting note, just about different uh, different themes. Uh, the Paris Frontierland Disney Loop. Disney loop. Just go listen to that sometime. It's completely different. It's not bluegrass. It's not Western. It's Western, but it's an orchestral, like, think Aaron Copeland, the beef song, you know, Appalachian Spring. It's got, a, it's that feel, like big strings and epic score sound. It's it's very strange to compare that to what ours is. Hmm. Wait, yeah. before we leave, I, I feel like I should ask, are any of the songs in Country Bear Jamboree original? I think they all are. Well, no. not like Blood on the Saddle, but the Country Bear Jamboree itself is. The Country right. Bear, Bear Bear Band. But I know, don't, whip, what's the Whip Me Little Buford or whatever? Yeah, Mama th- Don't Whip Mama like, That's no. not original. No, no. And, and all the boys that turn me on, turn me down, that's not original either. Oh, okay. So I, I, I'm not sure any of them are. We, we shouldn't skip over Country Bear Jamboree. I don't know why we did, but. No. Teddy Bear. Unlike Tiki Room, I find. Country Bear Jamboree coming from the same era to be quite edgy. Yes. <laughs> for, yeah. For its time. And there's drunk there's drunkenness, there's whiskey, there's come up and see me sometime in my little secret roost. There's uh overt sexuality, which that's what I love Teddy Bear because I love Blanche Devereaux as well. And they both have that yeah. sort of Mae West vibe to them. You can tell. I, Big Al is clearly intoxicated. <laughs> Absolutely. It's three sheets to the wind. (laughs) (laughs) Or he's just mentally incapable. No, maybe the one at the piano with the little beehive drink is, but (laughs) Big Al is in talk. He's gone. He's done. He's checked out for the night. And then, you know, Mama Don't Whip Little Buford, you know. I wish you would shoot him instead. Yeah. (laughs) The society in which we live, it's like, golly. Yeah. I think that's all we had for Frontierland. So let's move on to arguably the most forgettable background loop in all of Magic Kingdom, Liberty Square. I can't even tell you what the Liberty Square background music sounds like. It's patriotic. <laughs> I would have guessed that. 
and it's just very it's it's very bland in my opinion like it there are lots of like just like a lot of like yankee doodle and like uh no nothing that upbeat no really it's more just like like that's not a melody that i'm singing but that's kind of the tempo of all the songs that plays just a very sweet song they just kind of pass by without you noticing the hall of presidents i can't really like as as epic as that show is and as powerful as it comes across in the narrative you can't really think of like the music supporting that no in fact i thought of hall of presidents today and i was like oh golden dreams no wait that's american adventure yeah yeah at no point in that show is can i say like oh that music gave me goosebumps it's usually just morgan freeman's voice it's john philip sousa the whole, all the background loops, like all of it, it's like that kind of like American marches. Yeah, but yeah. I don't even think they're as upbeat as a march. Like I feel like they're all very just slow. I don't, I don't know the word. Um, I feel like they're all very serene and peaceful. Like the opening, the Monty Python's Flying Circus is a John Philip Sousa song. Seventy six trombones. That's music, <laughs> music man. man. Oh, I was just guessing. It's similar to that. The snare drums. Okay, maybe I've been listening to the wrong loop then, because all the ones I'm thinking of are more like just flutes and very slow paced and sweet. What's that one? You're a grand flag. You're a high flying flag. And forever your flag will you wave. Get it. Forever and freedom or something. Anyway, I don't really have a lot to say about this loop, but Hall of Presidents, the new show, well, new since 2009, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, that new score is really great. It's got some little moving parts to it. When the the underscore underneath of the presidents talking like in times of tragedy, it it it'll draw tears out of you no matter how. Okay, so a little peek behind the curtain. Matt actually walked away for like 30 seconds when I just mentioned earlier how I didn't find the Hall of Presidents score to be very powerful. (laughs) Oh, I think it's great. It's got a little melodic. What's the... I can't even remember. It's got a a theme that traces from the very beginning to the very end. America. That's the theme. No, I don't mean theme. I mean (laughs) musical theme. A motif that's Ah. there at the beginning there at the end. It's got that, um, it reminds me of the score on Walt, the man behind the myth. Hmm. It reminds me of that. Okay. A little solo clarinet action here and there and some warm strings. I think it's good. So, you know, poo on you. All right. Well, for me, the highlight musically in Liberty Square is by far Grim Grinning Ghosts. Probably my favorite original song in all of Walt Disney World. Also written by Exitensio. Um, and you said earlier the composer was Buddy Baker, is that right? I think so. Yeah. Now, this is one of those attractions, again, like Pirates of the Caribbean, in which the whole, I mean, the whole attraction from literally, before you even get on the attraction, from the courtyard out there where the stroller parking is, all the way until the exit, is one, like, musical 
symphony. It's like one movement after the other. When you're out there in the courtyard at the old station for the riverboat, one of the old stations, um, there's like a creepy organ playing just the da-da-da-da, and you hear the wind blowing and stuff. Then as you move further, you get the different the different versions. Yeah, in the barroom, it's like a waltz. Bum, yeah. Bum, 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 bum. The pianist, I mean, think about the detail. Just in that one room where the little shadow pianist is, there's its own version of the theme that he's playing on the piano. There's a theme for the stretching room. There's a theme for the foyer where the painting is. It's all got its own, uh, every room's got its own theme. But it's all grim grinning ghosts. Like, it's all just Mm. variations of this one song. Yeah, chord progression is the same, yeah. And I don't think you actually hear the lyrics at all until you get to the graveyard, right? Right, yeah. Yeah. And those lyrics, once again, just like pirates, like it's just nonstop just yeah. speaking. And they're so smart. Yeah. When the crypt doors creak and the tombstones quake, spooks come out for a swinging. It's like, I can't even say it. Like they're so yeah. fast. A swinging wake, though. That's great. That's like it's the whole so attraction. Good. It's a swinging wake. It is. Spooks arrive for the midnight spree. So smart. Uh, it's got a Dixieland feel to it, too. I think, in fact, one of the tracks is called something... Somebody's Dixieland Band. Huh. Or Dixie... Ghoulish Dixie Band or something like that. It is kind of like a Dixie song, but with, like, dissonant chords in it. Yeah, well, even in the graveyard, you've got the little band over there playing the little Dixieland version, and then you've got the four... the five tombstone heads singing their own version, and then you go over to where the opera singer's doing her thing. She's got her own little version, but they're all, you know, singing the same song. Just their own little personalities are coming through in uh, all of it. The owl, the cat, is singing his own song. <laughs> you know, it all fits together. Creak and the tombstones quake. Spooks come out for a swing and wake. Happy haunts materialize. And begin to vocalize. Grim grinning ghosts come out to socialize. Now don't close your eyes and don't try to hide. Or a silly spook may sit by your side. Shrouded in a darkish hide. They pretend to terrorize. It's so good. Did you know, I found this out today, that Grim Grinning Ghost, that phrase, was taken from a Shakespeare poem written in 933. Oh, no. Really? I did not know that. Yeah, it says, it's from Venus and Adonis, the poem. And it says, Grim Grinning Ghost, Earth's Worm, What Dost Thou Mean? It'd be cool if it was written in 999. I'm just oh. <laughs> but it wasn't. Way to go, Shakespeare. Ruining <laughs> it all. Try to live at a different time, will you? Oh, boy. Another fun fact is the quartet of singers in the graveyard were the Mellow Men, who also sing lots of things, like Elephant March in the Jungle Book. They sing that. They also are the Cards, who sing Painting the Roses Red in Alice in Wonderland. Now, it must be noted that um, Thurl Ravenscroft is one of the... Was he in the Mellow Men? Yeah, he founded it, I think. Okay, there you go. So he is... Uh, yeah, he there, he's one of the tombstones, obviously, or the, the, the busts, which we just said. But uh, Thurl Ravenscroft, which you might not 
realize he's in a lot of he's in like Robin Hood. He sings in there. He's the voice mm-hmm. of one of the alligators, I think. I think he's the horse in 101 Dalmatians, the captain. Yeah, and he's I mean he's the guy that sings the you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. As well That's as it. the original voice of Tony the Tiger. There you go. He's all over the place. And often mistaken for Walt Disney. Yeah, because the it's the furthest on the left, right? The bust that is made in the likeness of Thurl Ravenscroft. He's got a little he's got a little pencil thin mustache. Hold on a second. Let me look at let me look up there. I don't think I think he's in the middle. I don't think he's oh. the far left. Oh I thought he's the one left. that's on the far left is fallen. It's cracked and he's fallen over. Of course now they're like projected faces. One of the best parts, uh, at probably the best part of this whole Haunted Mansion loop ride music, which we've already alluded to, is the organ um, version in the ballroom. And you get little snippets of it in the lob or in the foyer when you walk in the the attraction there with the the portrait that's changing in the fireplace. You hear the kind of low organ. Um, it was the, the organist's name was, which I did not know until I just researched it. But um, Gaylord Carter, he actually just died in two thousand. He was ninety five years old. Whoa. Yeah, two thousand uh, nineteen oh five to to two thousand. He was a big silent movie organist back in the day. You know, tens and twenties before synchronized sounds and all that stuff. Uh, but was discovered and used by the Disney. Imagineers to create the the sound of the organ. They found an old theater organ in either an abandoned theater or an abandoned department store somewhere in the Northeast and detuned it so it sounded wackadoodle. And I think the word that's often used for the version he plays in the ballroom is crazed. And I think that, that matches. You got the crazed version then the crazy organist over in the corner playing that that waltz version but it's great yeah like deranged yeah deranged yes yeah, it's, it's kind of like dissonant detuned you know he there's a couple times where it just sounds like he's just banging on it but yeah it's, it's perfect it's one of those things it's like wow did they really plan it to be that spot on or did it just come out that way it kind of it kind of makes it even creepier than it is you yeah. know because we've talked about how haunted mansion is like a playful creepy but the mm-hmm. music without the music it would be much more playful than it is creepy Interesting. All right, well, let's head over to Fantasyland, which has one of my favorite loops right outside Pinocchio Village House. Yes. It's all the yodelers. Basically from Matterhorn, which Walt Disney World does not have, but that's the idea. Yeah, but it used to be there. That that feel was there because of the Sky Tower. Oh, that's or true. The, not the Sky Tower, the, the Sky Buckets. The, the station was over there. And it had it was designed like an alpine kind of like think Norway, the new Arendelle stuff over there. It looked like that, sitting up on the, the hill with the waterfall and they played that yodeling music there. Like the Alps. Yeah. So after it's gone, the loop remains. Thank goodness. I love <laughs> yeah, it's, it. It's wonderful. Um, what other music is played in Fantasyland? Like I know each cue has that movie's music. So you'll hear Peter Pan music in Peter Pan's Flight. Well, the the uh, the tangled expansion, <laughs> which is restrooms, uh-huh. has uh, has its own little Celtic kind of. Yeah, it's not from tangled necessarily. It's more just like yeah, like you said, Celtic. 
Yeah. Well, think about the music that when they enter into the city, whatever the city's name is, with Rapunzel and Flynn, when they come into the city and they're, you know, they're doing the little celebration of the sunflower, whatever it is, and they're dancing in the streets and stuff. It's that kind of music, Celtic, six eight, twelve eight kind of jig music. It's pretty. There's also Cinder- Cinderella Castle. As you walk through it, you get basically a medley of the princess songs. Yes, and this is very on the nose. It is. Ooh! operatic i like it it is you're so right it's like someday my prince will come and once upon a dream the carousel area adds its own feel to that whole well really that whole central hub of Fantasyland is the carousel and it's just classic like we said classic merry-go-round sounding organ tinkly bells music but it's all disney songs yeah it's like exactly. classic disney songs like, I know Mary Poppins songs are on there and all sorts of things. I love that carousel music. Yep, it's good stuff. Now, if we're going to talk about original songs, we got to talk about It's a Small World. Another Sherman Brothers hit. Mm, hit in quotes, hit. <laughs> well, I like it. Yeah. Um, okay, earlier we you kind of... Uh, insinuated that the Sherman Brothers lyrics perhaps are not as deep as what other music lyrics might be in the park. They're a little more on the nose. But I still contend that the words to It's a Small World are very simple but very deep and genius. And if you take those and put them in a different melody, you really get a powerful moment. Like, there's a Golden Girls episode where Sophia is at Walt Disney World and she goes down to the lounge there and there's a piano player and he starts singing the words to It's a Small World, but he does it in a very like, it's a world of laughter, world of fear. And uh, and uh, anyways, tears. it's just tears, I meant. <laughs> and um, it's really beautiful. Like, it's really nice. And so, yeah. you, you know, they're very poignant. That second verse, especially, there's what is it there's just one golden sun and there's just one moon and one golden sun and a smile means friendship to everyone oh that is good though the oceans are wide and the mountains divide or it's a small world after all yeah though the mountains are high and the oceans divide it's a small mountains are wide oceans are wide and the mountains divide divide yeah i think like that's (laughs) that's like again simple but but deep yeah, I've always heard that, I assume it's true, um, that the attraction was going to be called... Now, this, of course, was for the 1964 World's Fair. So it was at Disneyland before Disney World. Um, but the attraction was going to be called Children of the World. And Walt Disney asked the Sherman Brothers to write a song, and he needed it to be pretty simple because it needed to be translated into multiple languages, So, which is probably why we have such simple lyrics that, like you said, are still deep and mean a lot, but there aren't that many of them. And they needed to be able to sung. They needed to be able to be sung in the round. And so yes. when they wrote "It's a Small World," he just loved it so much, and was like, "Well, that's going to be the name of the attraction." It's kind of like when you're a kid and you, you know, you sing very simple songs, but then you kind of grow up and you're like, "Oh wow, there was a lot being said in that song. I didn't quite realize it was there." Totally. So. It's a world of laughter, a world of tears It's a world of hopes and a world 
It's a Small World. Probably, it's got to be one of the top 10 most recognized songs throughout the world. I mean, I totally just made up that number, but... <laughs> no, I would agree. It's up there with Happy Birthday. I mean, everybody knows it. Yeah. It's in The Lion King. It's in Ant-Man. <laughs> he whistles it. Mm-hmm. Not that everybody in the world has seen those two movies. I'm just... Those those were separate facts that I was announcing there, but... Um, I have a correction to make on the Haunted Mansion research that I did. Hold on. on breaking s- news. This just on in, the folks. Spot, this just in. You, hear, you heard it here first. Uh, from the Wikipedia, uh, <laughs> apparently uh, Gaylord Carter or Carter Gaylord, I forget which name is it was in Gaylord B. Carter. That's it. He was approached to do the organ music from for uh, Grim Grinning Ghost for the Haunted Mansion. So, uh, but he apparently turned turned it down because he thought it was too goofy. It was it was below him, beneath him. What he did do is then uh, wrote some improvisations down, some things he just kind of tinkered with, and apparently um, Baker then took it to another organist named William Sabransky, who then improvised um, from Gaylord Carter's previous transcript. So drama, drama in the music world. <laughs> <laughs> well, it doesn't make the final product any less wonderful. No, not at all. Very cool. Anything else in Fantasyland? I mean, there there are just a lot of. You Fantasyland has its own little, his uh, its own feel. I mean, it's really based on the attractions. That's what I was gonna say. It's just like a lot of medleys of Disney songs. Yeah, Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast. Little Mermaid Q is great. It's it reminds me a lot of the Twenty Thousand Leagues, um, Q music. It's Little Mermaid songs, but it's the the accordion version. And that reminds me of the cue for the old 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Mm-hmm. With Storybook Circus came an all-new loop that I love. Oh, man, it is so good. Lots of train whistles and Yeah, they got the songs. train, and then you got the, the kind of the flying trapeze, uh, that kind of feel, like old-school circus band music. Yeah. Can we go back to Little Mermaid for just a minute? Because I love the nautical feel of mm. the that cue, and it reminds me in the Canada show... In Epcot, yes. When they talk about the boat, the that is on the nickel or whatever it is, and whatever, it's only like thirty seconds long, but that nautical little jaunty tune that plays, it's a accordion playing. I love that. And if that, if you know what that tune is, and if it is expanded anywhere, like an actual <laughs> like whole thing, let me know because it just it makes me happy. It's happy. And on the exit, on the way out of Little Mermaid, you can hear really clearly. They're in the little cave as you're exiting. Nautical, that's a good word. I'm glad they stuck with that theme because it could have just done like, you know, an instrumental of Kiss the Girl. But they didn't. Like, it's all throughout that nautical type, adventurous, we're about to go out to sea type music. And we shan't leave the Mad Tea Party Ah, behind. Because it's got that... and I use this word came to mind without even thinking about the attraction, but it's got the dizzying arrangement of uh, unbir- the unbirthday song uh-huh. that plays kind of and the and the the card song the little good little card march. I I goes perfect with it. I I know where the match hatters and all, but um I I put the music of Alice in Wonderland, the whole score and all these songs. On the same level as Tiki Room. Just that 1950s innocence feel. Hmm. And it just makes me hmm. happy. 
I can see it. All right, well, that brings us to the final land in Magic Kingdom, Tomorrowland. Now, we discussed a few weeks ago Tomorrowland, and we particularly talked about the background loop. And how do you describe it, Matt? Um, how did I describe it? I'm forgetting I what know. I said. I don't about know Tomorrowland. I mean, I want to say futuristic, but, like, that doesn't mean anything when you're talking music. Like it, it, it uses a spacey, yes. Like do 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 But there's a there's a melody behind it. got this repetitive ongoing like metallic techno yeah yeah uh, beat going on but then superimposed on top of that little beat is like it's like you pick the cheapest synthesizer sound on like a yamaha light up keyboard and you play little melodies from D- disney songs or disney attraction songs from tomorrowland but i love it i yeah, really absolutely. do i wouldn't it's trade great. it for anything <laughs> yeah, yeah so we mentioned strange things from toy story yeah. It's got Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow. Yeah. Um, it actually has the original song from, not the original, but the song that was for a very brief time part of Carousel of Progress. Now, now is the time. time. Yes. Well, I think now it's the best time. The best time of your life. Yeah. Yeah. Now is the time. Now is the best time. Which I believe they did when they switched sponsors for a time. To, to GE. Yeah, because the, the sponsor came in and said, well, we don't want to talk about tomorrow. We want people to think about the here and now. Yeah, because we talked about how in 1994, the theme became the future that never was. Yeah. And so they were like, well, let's focus on the here and now then. And so let's call it the best time of your life. I wonder how long that lasted before Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow came back. Do you know? No. I, I want to say when it came back to Walt Disney World is when it... Um... No, I think moving to Disney World was what made them put the new song in it oh okay gotcha not for very long though yeah but that song is still part of the background loop in tomorrowland so it's still around but now of course in the attraction once again sherman brothers wrote that song you hear between each scene the transition plays there's a great big beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day there's a great big beautiful tomorrow Shining at the end of every day There's a great big beautiful tomorrow And tomorrow is just a dream away Man has a dream and that's the start He follows his dream with mind and heart And when it becomes a reality It's a dream come true for you and me So there's a great big beautiful tomorrow Shining at the end of every day There's a great big beautiful tomorrow Just a dream away If you're there on the rare occasion when you have to wait a hot second before you get on the Carousel of Progress, they have, they still play this? They have little TVs that play a little loop of Walt in the studio with the Sherman Brothers as they're talking about the song. 
Do they? I, that's so funny. I just watched that on YouTube today, but I didn't know they played it at the parks. And they sing it together. Yeah. Uh, when I say the studio, I mean like in a television like this is for TV. Right, because then he walks over to the little model of the Carousel of Progress and he yeah. shows the audio animatronics kind of. But that's a great little piece of uh, historical footage as well. A little peek of Walt you don't see very often. Like, he's so genuinely excited about this attraction. Yeah, he is. He always was. God bless him. Well, there you go. I had no idea they played that in the park. When we rode it a couple of weeks ago, we got right on. We didn't have to wait, so. Yeah. I love the Space Mountain theme of the, the is it the Star Tunnel? Where it's like. Oh, yeah. That's just played in the queue, right? Yeah, it's yeah. just so relaxing. So oh, good. I'm relaxed just thinking about it. I do love that. It's got uh, the, the star tunnel music, which is kind of in the queue as you're 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 queuing, you're queuing. Uh, but in the very entrance there, the very beginning of Space Mountain, you come in, you see the big Starport Seven Five sign and all that stuff. It's got this little trumpet um, solo entrance song that I think has been the same forever, and it's a little dot, um, the little trumpet. It's a little solo trumpet, da da da. Da da da! Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Ooh, it's good. just so like optimistic, futuristic, kind of like yeah, like circa nineteen seventies, going to space. You know, a little trumpet, trumpet theme. I can totally hear it. Yeah, that is good. But the Star Tunnel, you can't beat that. No. Now, Jeremy and I, I'm going to go a little off topic, but not really. Jeremy and I are in the minority who think Walt well, Disney World Space Mountain is superior to Disneyland's. But what it does miss is those internal speakers. In your car, because Space Mountain, you get that score. I, I feel like someone famous composed it, like someone modern. Maybe, maybe Michael Giacchino, Danny Elfman. <laughs> anyway, and you hear it from start to finish, just blasting in your ear. Yeah. Whereas in Disney World, it kind of comes in and out depending on where you are on the track. Yeah, you just kind of—it's not even—I don't even know what it would sound like. I couldn't tell you what it was. Yeah, all I know is the circle when you go in the circles yeah. at the end. It's like. <laughs> Yeah, that part worked. <laughs> no, Jeremy and I didn't sound anything alike. <laughs> I knew what you were talking about, yes. He was doing the low end, you were doing the high end. There you go, yeah, yeah. It's called collaboration. <laughs> we yeah. were harmonizing. Look it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all I had, but I mean, that was a lot. And that just shows you how big of a part music plays in Walt Disney World. And that's just yeah. Magic Kingdom. We've said it before on our show about background loops, episode 4 through 20 somewhere. And uh, it's this, the music is the stuff you don't notice, you notice. Yeah. You know, it's, it, it's, it's there and it's playing an integral part in the story. And whether you realize it or not, it's playing into how you experience everything, whether it's timed with the ride just right or like that part we just talked about in Space Mountain that makes you actually feel like you're going faster than you are just because of the sound. Uh or whether it's, you know, the change of the theme from the ballroom to the graveyard at the Haunted Mansion, no matter where you are, it's the stuff, you know, people like us notice. Right. But most people, we, we say they don't notice, but I prefer to say they don't notice that they notice. And two things, something about the human psyche, but two things that will stop you dead in your tracks. You walking through um, Target and you smell something 
or you hear something that reminds you of Walt Disney World, and you don't even realize it reminds you. It just, boom, hits you. And next thing you know, you're crying in aisle four because you just missed Adventureland and you because you heard the steel drum sample of the CD yeah. thing as you walked by. And, you and you're going to gonna go home and you're going to look up WaltDisneyWorld.com and start thinking about a vacation. And a vacation, exactly. That's how they get you. Or, you know, the, the basement flooded and all of a sudden you got the pirate's bug. I got the bug right now. I want to go listen to some Walt Disney World music. Mm-hmm. Ooh, a, little, a little cream on that will take care of it. With that, I'm going to wrap this episode up and say uh, thank you for listening. You can always find us online on Twitter at Mad Chatters, on Instagram at Mad Chatters. Be sure to go to our Facebook page and learn more details about those soft, comfortable Mad Chatters t-shirts. Let us know if you want one by September 30th. And send any emails you have to comments at madchatters.net. And we will see you next week. Take a little time to find the magic in every day. Bye-bye now. Hey, get up. Get loud. Let's pump it up the party now. Yeah, no. Uh, nothing better than enjoying Main Street and hearing that all of a sudden blare to the speakers. Vamos! Vamos! Donald! <laughs> yeah. There, there you go. There's a misheard know. lyric. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, we are recording, right? What is happening? My resealable Twizzler's back. Rip open. More uh, more hassle. Man. I guess that just means I have to eat them all right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, these are good. Oh, berry. Uh, I don't like berry flavored things. See, neither do I. I'm not a big berry fan. What? I mean, I don't dislike them. What about Manilo? Ah. Jeez. Waka. So stupid. But that's not Walt Disney. Oh, crap. <laughs> it spilled my drink. But it's it's diet, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs>